Do we have a story or a start? Uh, I, you tell me. Do we have one in the can? Do we have one in the can? You like it in the can. Let's start the show. For those who do not know, the biggest wrestling spectacular, names from all over the country, former champions, I've never seen anything like it. Eddie Graham, Florida Promotion, Vern Gagne, Superstar Billy Graham, Road Warriors, Mid-South Coliseum in Memphis, Tennessee, Bill Watts, Jerry Jarrett, Dory Funk, Harley Race, uh, Nick Bockwinkel. This is Cigars in Conversation with Derek St. Holmes, Esquire. Hello and welcome to Cigars and Conversations, brought to you by our good friends at all the gimmicks, iTunes, and wherever podcasts can be heard. I'm your co-host, Jay Gilkay, and I'm sitting here with a true raconteur in the world of professional wrestling. This man has shared the ring with a who's who of talent that ranges from the Dixieland Destroyer to Bolt Brady. Bradley, Brady. Which one is it, Derek? Brady? Bolt Brady? I think it's Bolt Brady. Beef O'Brien? Something no. like that. All Isn't right. That from that, who was the guy, Jack Hammer or whatever, in that one video? <laughs> I said it was a great name. <laughs> yes. A wrestler, manager, commentator, Pete and a Carter. trainer who's contributed essays to wrestling publications and who sang the entire Happy Birthday song right before my very eyes in a wrestling ring just a few weeks ago. Yes, I did. With 20 years of experience, he's a true Renaissance man with unlimited knowledge. Ladies and gentlemen, I am speaking of the one, the only, the incomparable, the um, ever-so-good singer, Yes, Derek St. Holmes Esquire. That was a lot of fun. I'm good in spurts. <laughs> um, that was a yeah. surprise. Well, that was to get that kid over. Right, right. But, Which, uh, well, he doesn't listen to this either, so I'm going to bitch on it anyway. Sure. This local goof doing a birthday boy gimmick. Yes. It's like it could be so much better with three simple additions. Yes. One, ring music, it's my party. Yeah, I agree. Two, glitter body lotion like a stripper. Yes. Three, and most importantly, never too much confetti. Yes. Bing. Right there. Done. Doesn't listen. Not at all. Doesn't listen. That um so I was standing in the back and As uh, you are wont to do. Yes. And uh I was talking to some people and then all of a sudden out of nowhere I just hear Derek go, and a one, two, three, hit it or whatever. And I did he, not do that. It was something like that. You said something, and then you went in and sang Happy birthday, and did the entire song. Yeah, because I wanted to be annoying about it. That was great. Swing for the freaking fences on it. Uh, it was fun. And <laughs> I remember watching and thinking, this needs to make the podcast. Sure. That was a, good. I, I have a video clip on my phone. But Do you really? Sure. Maybe we'll play that for the, for the opener. Yeah. <laughs> that was a fun... Um, oh, yeah, that would be a great idea, actually. Yeah. Uh, that... Uh, I don't know. I thought that was fun. Uh that show was at the world famous Knights of uh, Columbus, world famous Knights of Columbus in West Dallas, nineteen hundred South ninety second. Yes, which has been sold. Only two more shows. Right. Uh, all I will say is fun stuff coming up for both shows. That's awesome. Milwaukee Wrestling been doing some good stuff. Yeah, yeah, they got a nice little thing. And that's uh, Silas Young, a Fabe K. Yeah. He's there a lot. Sure, yeah, he's there a lot. Yeah, absolutely, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's his little pet project. There. Uh, so it's cool. I mean, and it, like I said, I think they're doing a neat thing over there, and it was great to go back. I haven't been in the nights in a very long time. Yeah, I'm wondering what we're going to do at our last show, though, because from what we've heard, they're tearing the building down. So I think we should break walls or something. Are they? Is it like you're doing your show, and then that's pretty much like a couple weeks later, it's gone? Or? Yeah, I don't know what else they have there, especially what they'd schedule there unless they've got a wedding. I mean, sure. I don't know. I do know that the uh, the factory there has purchased that property and like everything on that side of the track, so eventually that's all going to be their sure. compound there. And they can, never hired me, so screw them. Can, uh, <laughs> never mind. I'm not going to bring it up. Oh, okay. I was going to say something, but I don't want it to sound. I wish uh, I could somehow bottle the smell of that place. I wouldn't I mean, go that it sounds way. funny, but no, the, the right, place right. has a distinctive... It, it definitely does. Yeah. 
Um, I did want to have my ashes spread there someday, but now if the building's not there. Your cigar ashes? No. Well, sure. <laughs> There's enough of that there. I bet yeah. you they've done their thing. Uh, Can I make that parking lot so good talk? I'm not I'm not gonna say their name because I don't and this isn't me this is me thinking just thinking a situation through. Right. So there was somebody there at that show, mm-hmm. uh WWE performer. Sure. Um and uh a, a a big one of the biggest names. Sure. Was at that show. And um, I was. Uh, he wasn't appearing though. He no, was not there. appearing. Yeah, he was, he was there as he a was favor there. to some people. Yeah, exactly, and just kind of watching. Yeah, and so we were all standing off in the back and um, introduced myself and that whatever. That's fine. Yeah. But then uh, just watching, he was watching the matches, and he was kind of like half his face was hidden by a door while he right. was checking things out. And people have no shame in this world especially nope. these wrestling fans nope i was shocked at how blatant fans like walking 10 feet in front of him just walking slowly and just staring with the weirdest creepiest smile on their face and then turning and whispering to their friend and then them both just stopping and staring i felt really bad for the guy for that uh, I don't I mean, know if that's the right word. I don't know if I bad. I can understand how the like, situation is like, uncomfortable. Wow, that's a real rough. So uh, somebody came up to him and was like, can you sign? Uh-huh. Uh, would you sign? And he's like, I'm here watching the matches. He was very respectful to the uh-huh. fan. He was short with them, not in a bad way. Yeah. Just very like, hey, I'm watching the matches. I'm not signing yeah. tonight. And uh, the person walked away. And I thought, boy, that's got to be crazy. That happens all the time. And then... Out of fucking nowhere, a guy shows up with a goddamn money in the bank briefcase, replica briefcase. And is like, could you please sign this? And I'm thinking either this guy left the venue, ran home and got this, or this thing was just randomly sitting in the trunk of his car in hopes of some time. Oh, there's, that's even money. I mean, serious, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. I, I I don't know. So, did he sign it? No, he didn't. Thank no. goodness. Uh, I would like to share yes. my embarrassment at watching some. You're of like mine. I had to go put it back in my trunk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, my younger brethren that were there marking out. Yes, like in the locker room. Like, come on, guys. Like, Act bring it together. Right, bring it together. Uh, okay. Now that I've said this, I will issue a formal. Exception for myself, because one of the surprises at MKE is going to be Ken Anderson. Yes. I told the story. I'm going to fucking tell it again. Uh, Ken Anderson, who several years ago when he was a name in the WWF, my mother... One, I had Ken Anderson's first two matches. Really? Yes. Okay. Up in Green Bay. The story he tells in the RF video is uh, he called me to talk through the match, but it was three weeks ahead of time. Oh, Jesus. You know, because he was young, he was nervous. I was just like, uh, we'll, we'll put it together. Did he drop your I... name in the RF video? Yes, yes, he tells the story. Excellent. Uh, cut to X number of years later. He's on top of the WWE for a gag. My mom gets me a WWE heavyweight belt. He's like, I wanted to get you a belt you didn't have to give back to the promoter. It's got two figures on it, Batista and Ken Andrew, or Ken Kennedy. Yeah. And I'm looking at this thinking, I had this motherfucker's first match. <laughs> That's funny. And now I'm getting a figure of him, for, and I have held on to it. And when he appears, I am bringing it to the show, and he is signing that. And Oh, to this show. Yeah. yeah That's I'm pretty finally great. getting that thing signed. So if you want to call me a mark, fine. But I have a verified backstory. It's no different. Yeah, you have a verified backstory. That's no so different there. than the Valentine signing. Yes. Or you know, signing or the Jack Lalane DVD. Right, exactly. Like that's. I mean, that's all yes. good. What yes. about that Batista figure? Yeah. What about Batista's figure, bro? <laughs> Whatever. You doing anything with that? No, it's just. But it's in the box because it. You know. I believe it's Dave Bautista now. Sure. Um, so I understood like seeing the the people react and then seeing like the guy show up with the money in the bank briefcase made me realize that you could be on top of the fed but obnoxious things like that are probably happening all the time yeah i don't that I enjoy be... my relative anonymity of course i have the clark kent thing going too so yeah that's true i just fade in the back and 
Just now the, that I'm smoking, you know, if you want to smoke a cigar, you got to be away from everyone anyway. So it's yeah, cool. that's true. All of a sudden, you're out there, and oh fuck, it's intermission. So and then like everyone walks out, and then the you gotta the you gotta bring it bring it back in. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so for what it's worth, that was kind of an interesting. Yeah, it was it was very interesting, but there were several comments among the more mature members of the troop about how the the young pups were being disrespectful. Really? Yeah, you because know, they were just hanging out, you know, just in case. Uh, but uh, the um, hey kid, you're you know Vince does have an extra contract here. Why don't I just give that to you? Right. That'll that'll, that'll work. Well, that's the I know that's always just the weird the. Can you watch I, my match? I don't know. That's like I don't. Did we ever talk about that? The uh, like with when we bring in John and people will contact me out of yes. the blue yes. and say, "Hey, if you don't have anyone to wrestle." Uh, Johnny Mundo, I'd love the chance, and I'm I've had about seven matches. I'm like, yes, because we're bringing somebody in yes. with clueless on what we want to do. We're you, just you really saved our bacon, right? Pal. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to start. I'm sorry, promoting saved this. your bacon. Yeah, I know you're very touchy about who owns this Fed and everything like that. No, I'm not at all. Okay, we're uh, we're both Andy and myself are very secure in our <laughs> in your owner in our in our owner roles. It's it's all good. Um, but so I would think that's really funny. Andy yeah. and I laugh about that all the time. Uh, we find that humor. So tonight, today, this evening, whenever you're listening, to yeah, this, whenever this might be and your car ride, we're going to do a watch along today alone. Uh, the, the Quiet. year was 1987. Uh, what was soaring up the charts in 87? Yeah. Let's see. No master of puppets came out in 86. In people were still listening some... to Master of Puppets. <laughs> no, people were just listening to Master of Puppets. People were because... just listening to Master of Puppets. Anyway. I'm setting the stage. Okay, but I'm, I'm still getting to the albums. Tony I'm sure Hawk was in 87, it was some scene. It was some bizarre am- amalgam of Van Halen or Van Hagar and Bon Jovi. Yes. Up the charts. And Gary Sharon had not even been mentioned. Love ballad. As a singer for Van Halen, Gary Sharon. Remember that? Yeah. Which Van Halen do you like better? David Lee Roth. Um, uh, we, the uh, Women and Children First album is almost untouchable in my eyes. When we drove, we're driving home from Toronto this last summer. Andy and I had, uh, we were playing uh, Right Now from Van Halen on our way as we drove through uh, Ohio. And we were like, we got to get fucking home and we needed something just to get us like this is amazing and then we went into dreams is that the song with the blue angels in the video yeah that was pretty great i just i remember when 5150 came out and it was just like what this this is bad like why isn't this good yeah i mean it was radio Uh, sure but it was 1987 president was who kyle in 87 uh was that george w bush was it? Was it? No. Or not George, George Bush, not George. You're wrong, Kyle. George it was, we were winding down, we were winding down the Reagan administration. Oh, okay. Uh, I was informed. Well, that's the best Ronald Reagan I can do. Well. Uh, you missed Kyle's line of he wasn't born yet. Yeah, that's true. So anyway. Kyle was a glimmer the, in his show. mother's eye. We've already discussed this. Uh, 1987. <clears throat> The public loving master of puppets, right? The pup. Shut up. I never listened to that album. I'm not a. I'm not a big. I had tickets to see Metallica in 1989, the Justice for All tour, and the opening band was The Cult. I had second row seats. I saw The Cult. I watched the first song of of Metallica and I left. You suck. Uh, Well, you missed an awful lot then. Because I I thought that was one of the best stage shows I've ever seen. That's that, where the, the statue falls apart. Yeah, the yeah, and the the rigging comes down. And that was very good. Uh, when I saw them, Queensrÿche opened. Operation was, Mind Crime. Queensrÿche. I I don't Silent know. Silent Lucidity. No, no, it was pre-Silent Lucidity because that's when Queensrÿche came up. But I just remember seeing them that night and thinking they were horrible. That dude's hair was horrible. Well, Jeff Tate, yeah, yeah, he had a very, he had a very good mullet. He looked like rock. But, he looked was like rock and roll Powers Booth. Sure, 
but I thought they were I thought they were very or Michael bad. Ironside. I wasn't impressed by them, but then you know Michael Ironside, Kyle. Um, I like the stage show for Injustice for All, but at that point, I liked Queen's Reich. I liked the EP because they came out with a like a four song EP with the Queen of the Reich and the Lady Were Black. Never listened to them. You're whatever. Eighty seven. I was out. I was getting out. I was into punk rock. Of course you were. That's where I was headed. That's where your head was at. Speaking of rock, we're going to be covering a watch along today. Okay. For the Rhino video release of Rock and Roll Wrestling. Yes, I was very excited when you brought this up. I originally purchased this on VHS from Shopco. Oh, uh, wow. Like the bargain VHS bin. Yeah. Didn't know what it was, but it had. Uh, my copy had, for some reason, Ivan Koloff. Like getting ready to clothesline, I think Dutch Mantel of the Kansas Jayhawks being held by Crusher Khrushchev. Wow! Like a very yeah, like that's a very specifically weird. Yeah, like why picture. is this here? And then on the back, it was like some of the stills. They're like, this um, is good. This is gonna sell us a lot in Shopco uh, by having well these but, guys on there. But I got that, and then also like the weird remix of Wrestling Women, the Atomic Mummy versus yeah, Wrestling right. Women. But it was the redubbed version. Yeah. And but I remember being even further confused by that because that seemed to be the same filming or the same film company that did this strange Mexican wrestling vampire movie that I had been trying to sure search out but had no idea how to even ask the question. Right, right. So I bought it just so I could look at it to see if there was anything I could glean from it, but it was just horrible. Yeah. Um no, not great to be no. truthful. Now this this features prominently one um, Johnny Legend. Yes. Uh, what What is his tie to wrestling? Johnny Legend is this weird California-based personality that grew up in the grew up in L.A. Uh, Fred Blassie's book he talks about as a teenager. He and his friends would stalk Blassie on the beach. Oh, okay. And like, so they were fans of the scene then. But since then, he's gone on to like have these weird careers in rockabilly and movie yeah. and i've seen um tales of him like composing music for the porno industry oh really like just one of these weird counterculture has his hands and everything i met him once at vegas at the cauliflower alley club oh but, serious yeah but he was still in the shtick and like hey where's the new aztec mummy movie oh he's working on it in the crypt back home or whatever yeah it's just like, like doing his whole oh, gimmick oh, on oh, everything okay johnny but, but like so he was kind of tied in like you said to like the california wrestling scene right? yes he never yeah. made it out east he never did no south. he never did no. anything he was just like very much out and there. i don't know that he was even a i mean i know he was also involved in that incredibly strange wrestling that was there for a while yeah but like there's not any footage of johnny legend managing at ringside he was just right. always like a like historian slash curator slash you know satellite personality that was just in touch with all these different scenes sure so like you can be familiar with johnny legend through any number of channels and be unaware of the other channels i'll say was he a, like a chiller host at some point possibly could have been right yeah. like some kind of yeah. like off like uhf channel some kind of uh public sure. access or whatever doing six it was. weeks of that yeah, yeah and just kind of like spitting a bunch of stuff out now uh, you my mentioned... buddy rocco knows something about him too okay like he knew about him from the music world as well oh, okay gotcha i'm sure like yeah i'm sure there's songs of his yeah out and around somewhere now uh, he uh, it was a very good article in one of the something weird video catalogs yeah um because he was known in that scene where he talks about bluffing his way into like the soundtrack music business that's pretty cool and that's where i first found out that like the segments of filler music like in the old brady shows and yeah everything. yeah each one of those sound segments has a name or a title oh okay like the one was called yeah. a mysterioso or something like sure that. sure so like i was fascinated to find out oh here's this other set of you know cant or dialogue that for a subculture he was a interesting character i feel that there was that period between like say 85 through like 90 something where he would show up like this every now and then something some yeah. weird kitschy strange thing but it always did end up tying into uh wrestling as it were now i remember you had mentioned the um what was it the the rest of the incredibly strange wrestling or what was yes. it? yes so 
I had purchased one back in the tape trading days when we used to do it. I purchased a tape of that, and it must have been after he departed from it. And I think it was when like the hardcore stuff was becoming pretty prominent. Sure. Because there was a match that they had on the show where it was um, the infected HIV needles match. And the loser got uh, – uh, the, the person who lost was the person that got uh, body slammed onto – a uh, small like sheet pan sheet of supposedly HIV infected needles, and I sure. thought, this, I remember reading about that. This kind of went too far, and now isn't that crazy though? Yes, but a- and there was in it on that video, which I think judge? I still have in my basement somewhere. There might have been thirteen people in the crowd. Uh, well, I know it was very big in the club scene. I always enjoyed reading about it just for the names. Um, Harley Racist. Yes. Um, and then, Which is a good one. That's and then funny. the full mouthful of the abortionist and Cletus the fetus as the pro-life, pro-choice connection. Yes, there was the real, yeah, like yeah. Just goofy. And then I think Aztec Mummy was actually yeah. in that too. Yeah. You know, just a weird little underground cult thing right and when we say johnny legend was involved in it like he stood in the back of the room and smoked cigarettes while the show went on right, or something right. like that and know? maybe got in the ring and did some little talk a little yeah hey, hey, are you guys ready? some kind of right some kind of okey doke in the yeah. ring and then just kind of went like okey a doke. uh poor man's uh wolfman Jack well you'll or... see examples of that yeah kyle you're, you're not familiar with johnny uh, before legend, we start and we do have to start or we're going to run out of tape uh, I'm very excited because in the Randy Savage segment, I could basically quote you that entire interview that he does there. Awesome. It's it's amazing. Well, on that note, Kyle, we are at the... Z- By the way, we're watching this on YouTube. If you would like to watch along with us, if you're driving your car or at school or uh, at your job in uh, your office. Yeah, I don't think... Please don't watch this in your car. Well, some people have the um, minivans with uh, televisions in them. Okay. So if you got kids in the back seat and you want to put something on for them and you have internet access, look up uh, Rock and Roll Wrestling 1987. Uh, the person who uploaded the video five years ago is someone named Gumper Van Leer. And by the way, he does have a pretty impressive playlist. So don't does be afraid he really? to check it out. Yeah. Cool. So we're going to start this up. We are at 0.01 seconds and we're going to start in three, two, one. Right now. Go through this weird framing sequence. So Rhino Video. Rhino known for doing a lot of weird stuff with like uh, Devo and things like that. Well, yeah, they were always like kind of a uh, clearinghouse for stuff. Yes, yeah. yeah. Now, this is an old 80s trope. It's always some like bland MTV, right, that they're doing here? Yes. Where they have some fake VJ out there talking about like, how music is cool, but it's very... This one, they're talking about how it's real boring and, like, easy listening. I always fast-forwarded over this part. Yeah, this wasn't that great. But we're about to... He's, the wrestlers are still waiting in Studio B. Oh, based on Mark Goodman? I bet you that's probably the case, that the guy they say, yeah, his name is Mr. Goodman, or good as in he's a good guy, good sure, man. like William B. Good right. in the Hollywood. Oh, wait. So the wrestlers Stuff's are happening. about to, yeah, the wrestlers are about to invade. So, see, that's the cover that I know. They hold up the yeah. picture of Dusty Rhodes. So there's Johnny Legend with a big beard. And then we go into a lot of uh, Memphis footage as well. Oh, yeah. well, we'll see who's going to be in this video. Jerry the King Lawler. It's called Rock and Roll Wrestling Music Television Born to Bleed Special Edition. That's the entire name of this. Exotic Adrian. Harley Davidson, who went on to become... Um, yes. Bugsy McGraw, still waiting for his book to be shipped. Joe Ledoux. Boogie Woogie. Yeah. I don't think these guys are really wrestlers, by the way. No. 
Glue sniffers and grindheads, he just called us. Like, he could be 80 years old right there. Yeah. Rock and roll wrestling. Boy, that was a real thing. And then they open up with this. This Kyle is exotic said, Adrian the Street. Guys? Which stinks because he has such better songs than this. So they chose I'm in Love With Me as the song to play when... What song would you have chosen from Adrian Street? Uh, Sweet Transvestite. I agree. Um, uh, what was... Uh, um, I like the things I can do to you or whatever. I, I thought. Oh, I imagine enjoyed. what I can do to you. Imagine yeah. what I can do to you. I would yes, that and that, that video actually had more... Uh, wrestling in it because as I recall this is just pan and scan yes what did you think of Miss Linda um, not a, not much uh, not much to look at but no I mean but I remember like I she was okay but I spent a lot of my time just trying to figure out what the hell Adrian Street was yeah like what was the purpose or the point of the character it was just flamboyant to be flamboyant or like what was the I mean, I understand it now, especially... Oh, his uh, series of autobiographies is pretty good, too. Is it really? Yeah, it's like six parts and incredibly detailed. And so he originally started wrestling, though, in England, correct? Yes. And then moved and seemed to have focused more so on the South. Right. Uh, well, he didn't move... He was already 50 when he moved to the States. Oh, so right now, like this footage right here, he's 50 years old? Yeah, yeah, he's... Oldish. That explains why Miss Linda looks fairly old, I bet, too. Plus, uh, he was not a tall man. No, not at all. Yeah, like 5'3", so he was limited. Like, he could never go to New York. Kyle, have you ever seen Adrian Street before? No. What are your initial thoughts as a young guy seeing Adrian Street? Well, it's just interesting because it feels like what uh, Goldust ended up doing. You know, it's an early version of that. Oh, okay, idea. good. That's over early. Yeah, and they ended that pretty quick now. They're back with these guys just, like, gyrating. Oh, cocaine's a hell of a drug. Oh, this is a good one, too. Is this the Rods? Yes. Yeah, White Lightning by the Rods. Bruiser Brody now. They're uh, Bruiser Brody. Shut up. This is a cool song. This is a cool song. Uh, I do like his use of the karate chop in this video. Kyle, are we picking up the sound on the TV? Yeah. Some AWA footage, too. Uh, yeah, right? I'm trying to... That might be Tony Leone. That <laughs> knee is great. Yeah, and actually looks very safe. That one, not so much. Yeah, there's some stiffness going on. The night. Young Angry Derek is very happy right now. Is the Rods a real band? Yeah. That knee looks really good. Like it, you're absolutely yeah. right. It looks incredibly safe, but it looks really good. I'm not used to seeing Bruiser Brody. I'm just, white lightning. I'm not used to seeing Bruiser Brody. Just look at that. Just taking on some uh, kind of job guys like this. Well, that's how the AWA did their TV, unfortunately. And then they cut to Memphis. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. Now, this footage, I believe, would have been the the footage that... Jerry Calhoun, thrown from the ring. The footage that Jarrett sent to Angelo Poffo after ICW went belly up and they were running together, but Poffo was secretly running a copy of everything. Oh, really? And that's, I believe that's where this footage comes from. Is oh, everything serious? that Poffo pirated off of that. Yeah. And that's one reason that the Memphis footage, like the ownership is so weird. Yeah. Now, what oh, I don't wait. like... A... The strap's down, baby. But see, this is what I don't like is they just put over, like Johnny Legend just put Brody over as like, he's the undead, he's Bruiser Brody. And that's like, now I'm going to show Jerry Lawler just pound the shit out of him. I really don't think that the studio... I, I don't think the studio pieces and the footage that was chosen had anything to do with each other. Okay. <laughs> Hey, we're gonna have a match with Bruiser Brody. Cut a bumper. Sure. Kareem Mohammed just entered the ring. Boom. Uh, who is also known as Ray Candy, I believe. And they were in the Zambui Express, which is supposed to be the Zimbabwe Express, but Blackjack Mulligan forgot Couldn't how to say, say Zimbabwe. It. Yes. 
Now this is good footage here. If look at like these. Yes. Teenage Rock and Roll Riot by Cub Coda. Now see, I don't know if this was an actual song. The Rods was a real band, but I think just judging by the sound mixing, this is like. Yeah, and this is footage. a young Rock and Roll Express here we're looking at. Yeah, but don't forget they've already both already been in other areas and stuff like no, that. No, I know, so it's but not I like mean, they're brand spanking new. Ricky Morton looks like a young pup, and Robert Gibson's has eyes all aren't his hair. as crossed. The grapplers, ah, some good. I mean, you could Ooh, see overshot that, overshot body. it, but very young. And this is like '87. This stuff looks like a million bucks. Uh, but this footage isn't from '87. This footage is from like '83. That's '83. Yes, because this would have been when rock and roll first got over as the copies to the Fabulous Express. So they haven't even been to Mid South yet. Oh, gotcha. Okay. This is like all that early Memphis stuff. Dream Machine. Yes. The Dream Machine, who usually has a mask on. This guy, you have to look up Troy T. Tyler in Southwest Southeast Championship Wrestling. Yeah. Because the, the young Dream Machine with bleach blonde hair, promoted as a younger brother of Dusty Rhodes. Just an incredible line of patter. Um, like, always spent time in Memphis, never really left. This is the night that Bill Watts was backstage and they were kind of auditioning Jim Cornette to see if he would take them with the talent trade. Oh, so this, really? This might have been the follow-up to the Where's the Blowjobs. Oh, so really? So Bill Watts okay. was at the arena this night looking at talent to take. And like the agreement was they could switch, but they couldn't take Lawler or Junkyard Dog. Yeah, sure. But they could take anybody else. How old do you think Cornette was during this then? Oh, uh, early 20s. Po right? Yeah, possibly even 21. Wow. Like, he wasn't, he was sent out there like three or four times this night. You know, gotcha. he was just like, oh, they just got a lot for me to do instead of, hey, Watts, like this guy. And then they tore up his clothes and everything here. And I'm assuming the Fantastics here are fantastic. Are fantastic. The fans are good guys? Yes. Uh oh. I guess these guys are serious. That's why they go. call them the fabulous ones. Go Fabs Go by Big Daddy. Jackie Fargo spot right yeah. there. Uh, Who is the guy in the ring right there? With I, I think that was the dream machine there, too. Okay, gotcha. That's, Look at that. That's uh, Jesse Barr, yep. who was a phenomenal worker. Look at that ring. The, uh, the Memphis ring. Yeah. is just blood. Moondog. Oh, protected chair shot. Look at this. Steve Kern in a Speedo uh, working on his wings. Kyle, put that away. Ooh. Look at this. Oh, Skin wait, wait, wait. Oh, and then a little dance. There we go. There they are. There's the butt shots. There we go. The Fantastics now just stand. Oh, now they're wearing leather coats and top hats. Those are fur coats. Or for fur coats, I mean, and top hats. That's good. I never liked... Fabulous ones versus the Road Warriors because I think it really took the shine off of the or the, the mystique off of the Road Warriors. Well, yeah, the Road Warriors are designed for quick squashes, right? But the Fabulous ones needed to work, and a lot of them getting over was them outsmarting, right? Oh, look at those beautiful Southern punches by uh, anybody that came out of Matsuda's school has a particular way to throw a punch. Like he looks just like Brian Blair. Yeah, it looks like any number from down there. But like, look at this. It's like. I just really think this diminished the mystique of the Road Warriors from yeah. back then. Yeah, but at this point, the Road Warriors would have been a touring act. Okay. Boom. You know, people joke about, like, Super Cena. I feel the same way about the Fantastics in Memphis. Like, okay. it just felt like it was, like, they were untouchable. And not in a good yeah. way. Well, the fa the fabs were actually designed. They came in under Jackie Fargo, and they were going to turn heel, but they were making so much money. Oh, and that would that's what yeah, it was. So they just kept them straight, and then they brought in the Rock and Roll <laughs> Express, who couldn't get over because the fabs were still there. So then the Rock gotcha. and Roll Express had to go somewhere else. Like they were, they were would headline the B shows. 
see Kyle like watching that right there. That could be a spot that I remember for a, a okay. match right there. It's like, hey, we can do a little something here. That Road Warrior fan spot where they just keep slamming him into the corner. Yeah. It's good. I mean, because if you look, it's mostly the guy, you know. So if I, <laughs> you guys just hold my wrist, I'll take care of this, and that way I know you won't hurt me. I'm disappointed that Lance Russell isn't referring to the ref as Jerry Calhoun. Maybe it wasn't Jerry Calhoun. It was. Okay. So oh. look at their selling the I like to hurt people video back there in the right-hand corner by the oh, door Johnson. Oh, shush. Man. This is my favorite part. Randy Macho Man Savage with Rock Warriors by the Rods. Imagine watching this being filmed at your local park. From combat wrestling. You're right. Him just without a shirt in the park okay. by a pond. What are you looking at? Boom. And there's part coming up right here. That's amazing. Robert Gibson. What the fuck, dude? You know? Yeah. Yes. I love everything about this. They just literally showed a shot of him drinking from a water fountain. Like an animal. Like a savage. Yes. Just swimming in a great pool. I've got nothing to prove because I know nobody can cut me down. Shut me down, sorry. Hot metal and fire dressed in black. Kyle, what are you thinking of seeing this weird video? you. I mean, don't know what it's right It feels like par for the course. Remember on me, don't turn you. But it's great. Just wait. The right amount of ridiculous. And I'm fire. Yes. That coloring is nuts. And I smoke. And it's burn, here's my and thought. It's higher. earnest. It's weird and it's crazy, but it's very earnest. Six zero three three. Here yeah, it is. Watch here it is. Classic pile driver through a table. The birth of hardcore. Boom. Some say. Whoa. Wait, people. People call that the birth of hardcore. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. That spot right there. Yeah. Six zero three three. Angelo Poffo. That's for his. Uh, and look, everybody is on their feet now. A spot like that, they don't even. Right here. Derek's mouthing the promo. But that steel cage was not great. Shut up. I want to go punch something now. Look at this steel cage. Yeah. It's literally like yeah, wood. Yeah, it's a piece of shit. It this is, is such a, a piece of cage. shit. Kyle, this could be the shittiest cage. Uh, I want to point out that Lawler is wearing a variant of the Western boots in this match. I noticed that when watching some Lawler stuff yep. last week, as a matter of fact. That would be a great shirt we should do, where it's just one Western boot. In oh, the front. I wish. I could totally get behind that, and that would be, that would be the logo for the show. Would be a Western boot, and then we could have it say. That's right. Look at look at the people stand up. Ah, boom! Shitty bump. That's what I would. Shitty do. bump. That's what I would do. Terrible cage. Yes. Like, horrible cage. Oh, here's Joe Ledoux. Here's Joe Ledoux. Who's trying to climb the shit-ass cage. The cage, the cage <laughs> wobbling. Boom. If you can find Jerry Lawler versus uh, Macho Man in a cage from Memphis, just watch Don't. it to see how bad. Well, watch it to see how bad. Oh, look at this. And then we... Joe Ledoux and Buzz Sawyer going at it. Ooh. Oh, just a blood fest. Oh. Lots of drugs right there. Sorry. Oh, Sorry. What do you think of this, Kyle? You They're like this? Dead. You like this bloody look guys? at the uh, look at the empty seats in the upper <laughs> reaches of the mid south there. Yeah, I mean it's there's entertainment value to that for sure. Well, you, okay, but you're only seeing a segment here yeah, uh, against I'm, Jesse Barr I'm and the Barbarian. Jimmy Hart, Derek, do you like Buzz Sawyer with furry boots or without furry boots? I just like Buzz Sawyer. I do too. Here, Joe Ledoux is going to. What's he going to do? He's going to hold back the car. Hold back the car, you guys. He's putting his legs up on the car bumper, and they're going to... Uh, Patera's done this, too. Has he? Yeah. Uh, you can't do this with modern cars. Why not? Uh, because the gimmick is he's got the front wheels braked, but he's accelerating the rear wheels. Okay. And they've got like soap or something on the ground to help it smoke. Gotcha. 
So this is actually being held back. Obviously, it's dangerous because the car can kill you, but it is very much a uh, Carney strongman trick. Gotcha. I did not but know But Joe Ledoux, legitimately strong. Yeah. I mean, a big guy. Here's See, that. There dumb. it is. Joe Ledoux, I want to fight by TKO. He's pulling a bus. Um, that's just to get it started. There he's holding the car holding back. The car back. And then you're going to see these lame. Yeah, there's the oat. Go. There's the oat. Donk. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Joe Ledoux still alive? No. Passed away several years ago. Here yeah. it is. Donk. That was rough. The Lawler toss was Dunk. terrible. Uh, throws the left-handed lariat, which is something I've never... Like, I've seen that happen a lot, yeah. but I don't know when it switched to the right-handed lyric, because I know not only really teach right offense, left defense. Oh, the moon the, dogs? The, talking about the eyes that paralyze. His voice is going to crack. The moon dogs. See, like, a lot of this is just session music. Right. The moon dogs sing with like, the moon dog hey, blues. so... It's like, hey, we've got this money, we've got this money to put out a video cassette. We've got this this footage that we stole off of Memphis. We need bumpers and we need original music, right? You know, look at the Moondogs coming out of the swamp. That's pretty great. Uh, but this is actually this is all Jerry Jarrett's property. Really? Yeah. This is this was Jerry Jarrett's farm. Like this and the Kamala video, yeah. all of the fabulous ones and Batten twins and New Generation, all that stuff. All that was cool, all theirs. That's all Jarrett's, all Jarrett's gotcha. property. What the basis for the Moon Dogs is basically just like moonshiners, uh, hillbillies, but they didn't want to say hillbillies, so they just named them Moon Dogs. Do you think? Well, no. Actually, going back, there was uh, I believe it was a street musician in L.A. Okay. Named Moondog. Who's that big guy in the ring right now with the gray pants on the right that's bald? Uh, that is actually who later went on to be um, uh, the hillbilly, the big hillbilly. Oh, uh, Uncle Un Elmer. Uncle Elmer. Really? Yeah, that's Plowboy Frazier. But they brought him in and gave him a bunch of different names, including Kamala 2 or whatever. I'm not sure what he is here. He might be Plowboy Frazier. Okay. But... He was brought around. He was in Memphis a lot. He was also in Los Angeles as the convict in the 60s. Oh, really? Yeah, and I think he might have toured Japan under that name, too. Which, a big guy like that in Japan, you know, it had to be horrible for him. Right. You know, because at that point, the toilets would have been the little ceramic holes in the ground. So we see Dennis Condry. But anyway, so the Moondog, uh, yes. that whole thing was stolen by Moondog, Maine. Yes. And then... I forget who the first Moondog, like, uh, like Moondog Spot yeah. out of uh, Canada. Is that who I'm thinking of? I think of? so. No, uh, Moondog White, Sailor okay. White. Oh, yes. Uh, he came down. I, I'm not sure if he established like the Moondog character, but from there it took off. Here's a Kamala video. Yes, filmed on Jarrett's. So, yeah, so again, filmed on Jerry Jarrett's land. Yep. From a picture... From a picture Lawler had seen of a Frank Frazetta, like a Frank Frazetta yes. post of a savage, and then Jarrett had read National Geographic about some Dr. Kamala Blank in Africa. Gotcha. So that's where the name came from. What if that Kamala Harris runs for president? Wouldn't that be fucking... Incidentally, I, I would recently, be all over that shit. I recently I, impulse bought Kamala's book. I'm waiting for delivery. Oh, really? And I bought a spate of wrestling books. I'm sure he's me. running it over right away. Isn't he dead? Kamala? I saw he didn't have legs. That's why I said running. But I thought, didn't he die? I don't think so. Oh. I mean, of course, Kyle. I remember when I met him, it was the same night I met the Sheik for the clubs, but. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. There it is. There it is. That scares Kamala the flame. Kyle, let's not forget. Well, he's an ignorant savage. Let's not forget, Kyle. Kamala thought that the moon on his belly was a banana that Jerry Lawler drew on it. Right? I've never heard that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought he you thought, were just making that up. He said, why are you drawing this on there? And he was like, why are you always drawing banana oh, on my belly? Oh, the guy's hat fell off. That's fine. Oh, this is interesting. Oh, Texas yeah. Bullwhip match between Bill Dundee and Dutch Mantel. Uh, Dundee talks about this in his book. Kamala is still alive, you guys. Okay. 
Dundee talks about this in his book. He claims that Mantell just had like a flea market whip, but Dundee learned how to use a whip when he was in the circus back in Australia. Uh huh. And claims that he was able to do it. And interestingly, this song Savitat, this song is called The Whip from Savitage, or Savitage, which is on the album Dungeons Are Calling, but Savitage later morphed into the Trans Siberian Orchestra. Really? Yes. And now there's like multiple versions of the Trans Siberian Orchestra that run. Oh, really? Yeah, there's like yeah. an A team and a B team. Yeah, so the Trans Siberian Orchestra came from a. Uh, crappy metal band that was on a wrestling video well i mean they had other albums i know but i'm just saying that this this was one of the albums that i bought strictly on the cover because it was like a uh, a skull wearing a metal brace or something like that who's Uh, mad dog uh i don't know i'd have to see but i don't know off the top of my head but this is where young bobby eaton yep Just kind of like some random dudes. I like that. So much Memphis footage. Yeah, because it was all bootleg. I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. It's. Was Rhino Video responsible for putting out the I Like to Hurt People? I think my copy might be a Rhino. Okay. I don't know. Is Jimmy Hart out to eat dog food? No, see, Eaton... Eaton, of course, sells the gimmick. He goes back for more. So it could either be hash or right. I'm sure it's hash. It, it could be could be dog food. Yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, it's it's Memphis, dude. I just recently took a test or I had my stu- I read the book How to Eat Fried Worms to my students. Yeah. And I said if every student got 100, percent I would eat two worms. Uh, that masked man is uh, Coco Beware. By the way, they didn't. Uh, a couple people failed the test, so I didn't have to oh, do it. Here we go. Trash can Royale. This is called Stan Hansen, Austin Idol, Jesse Ventura, and Jerry Lawler. Okay, now this this was not a specific match. This was just the post match brawl. Um, like this was not promoted as a trash can battle royal. And again, we could talk about it. It's been a long time since we touched it. Austin uh, Royal. When we touched on this a long time ago, that there was a point after the concession stand brawl that they would just do this, right? Yeah. That this just became kind of like par for the course, like going and fighting out in the middle of nowhere in the arena. Yeah, so this match is probably already over, and that's how they... Look at the security with the shock stick there. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Jerry, Jerry, I love you, Jerry. Freebirds versus Lawler and Idol in an Anything Goes match. Uh, Lawler wearing the Western boots again, I think. Oh, no, he's wearing his Velcroed boots. Boom. And then again, back to the story about Lawler didn't like that the Freebirds had their music to come to the ring, right? Oh, here it is, concession stand, stomp. Uh, But is this the original one? Yeah, Yeah, this is the original. Yep. Now, this is just this raw footage. You're missing the setup where they had their match cut to black and then all of a sudden you hear uh lance russell saying hey get your camera down here we got a heck of a fight going on there's a good uh mustard throw yeah oh i like that little spot right there screwed up boom mustard right here mustard they recreated this a lot with uh onita and uh tojo right yeah but that was wasn't that tommy rich and andy gilbert yeah might have been yeah yeah Oh, boom, boom, boom. Now, uh, what I like about this is the Blonde Bombers, uh, Latham and Ferris. Larry Latham went on to become one of the Moondogs as well. Um, And Wayne Ferris went on to become who, Kyle? No clue. Honky Tonk Man. Close personal friend. New Hall of Famer. What was that it? That's the end of the video? Good night. Good riddance. Oh, yeah, but, then there's this. But there might be like a five-minute song video thing like this at the end with some shit song. Yeah, but it's more footage. Uh, this is Tommy. This is Johnny Legend singing Right, here. right. Chief, Chief Leather Lips? Who's yeah, Chief Leather Lips? That was, I'm guessing, that those two were the slash. guys in the studio with okay. them. Oh, a triple backdrop. Mr. Gookman. That's not correct. Whatever. 
Jimmy Coronet. Coronet. Uh -huh. They don't even spell Jim Coronet's name right. Now, uh, I've seen another version of this video that's about 15 minutes longer. Okay. That has um, lots of footage of Ken Patera against Jerry Lawler. Oh, really? And they put in Patera's video, uh, promo about how Lawler's going to shake and quake and creak and drool from being in the, the full Nelson and all this other stuff. Oh, and see, now that's Imagine What I Could Do to You right there. Yes. So this is the song Wrestlers Just Want to Bust Heads Wrestling by... videos appear courtesy of Jerry Lawler. So did he have something to do with it, or did they just try and appease him? I don't know. So oh, that was programmable uh, Girls Just Want to Have Fun, but they did the words Wrestlers Just Want to Bust Heads. Oh, there's the sign-off. So there we go. We just watched Rock and Roll Wrestling from 1987. Which, wait a minute. Turn that. We're going to go back here and look, uh, uh, Kyle. We're going to Is it still on here. that screen? We'll see. I'm sorry. This part we can cut, but is this? Oh, that's the same one here. I just saw yeah, this Rock and Roll Wrestling music television. And then there's Big Fudge versus Ricky South. You don't have you heard of that match before? No, I have not. Me neither. I don't know if I um, want to. Big Fudge, not one of my favorite wrestling names of all time. I could be honest with you about Big that fudge. one. Uh, what other kind of crazy videos like this did you have besides this Rhino Rock and Roll Wrestling? Like what are I? I remember watching one that I got from Blockbuster Video, where it was a I forget the guy's name, but it was something like the Mad Dog or Mad Madman something or other, and it was his evolution going from just being a regular wrestler. Um, oh, Mad Dog Joe DeCurso. I think that might be. Wasn't it. that Grunt? No, I haven't seen I haven't seen Grunt in a long time. But it wasn't that. I forget. It was like in the boon where like it was like a lot of weird wrestling videotapes coming out. Right. And um, but they were showing this one specific guy, and he like would put like eyeliner on. Excuse me, and he'd do one eye would be makeup, but he was trying to do not hardcore. But he was kind of doing like the Abdul of the Butcher thing, but uh -huh. the matches he was having weren't getting anywhere as near as much color. It was kind of I forget that was one I used was to it watch real wrestling there. or was it stage wrestling for a movie? It was real wrestling. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it was kind of an interesting. Let's see. Too. Of course, I had Blood Battles of the South. Yes, a favorite. There was an ICW like a best of ICW video that I rented once. It was old Randy Savage footage. Okay. And. The video store went out of business, and I remember seeing it saying, I'll get it next time I come down, and it was gone. Really? So that made me sad. That would be, yeah, that would be rough. I mean, we always talk, we've talked about the Coliseum stuff. Uh, oh, I did but... see something on YouTube that was available at the time that I didn't buy. Have you ever seen the book Pro Wrestling Finishing Holds from yes. Gene LaBelle? Yes. Okay, there's an hour-long video that goes with it as well. Oh, I did not know that. But it's really, really dumb because... It's like him demonstrating holds, and then he brings in all of these wrestlers and fighters from different, you know, he basically calls sure. them a bunch of favors because it's like Benny the Jetter Kidez and Alaskan Jay York, and there's a boxer, and there's a karate guy. Yeah. And they all go into a room, and there's all this noise, and then Gene LaBelle walks out with all their stuff, you know. Hardy har har. Yeah, it's it's bad. It's Gene LaBelle overacting. Good Times had a lot of tapes, didn't they? Well, they did. Yeah, well, they came out with that. They were the real budget foot, footage, like the Villains of the Golden Age and right. Heroes of the Golden Age. That that has the the line at the bottom. Or, I'm sorry, it has the logo at the bottom, which you can always sure, see. Sure. I do enjoy when I see like big money like retrospectives like when WCW or when WWF puts out something and they use some of that footage oh, of yeah, right. how wrestling used to be back in the old days. I know in the Yeah, those are funny. In the spectacular story of the AWA when they're talking about how what old wrestling was back in the day, they use some footage that I've seen that's actually in color, but they tinted it black and, and white, white to make it look older yeah, than so what it actually is. I thought that was funny. I believe that might have been the uh uh, the midget lady wrestling. Okay, that's on the good times. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. yeah. The um, Princess Lil and or yeah, yeah. That's right. I think that this so Diamond like, Lil against Princess something or other. This video, Princess Sada. Um, Lords of the Ring. The yes. Um, the PWI yes, video. Mine is signed by Harley Race. Um, the I like to hurt people. Mine is signed by Captain Edge George and Sabu. 
Who's another book I just bought? I heard the Sabu book's good. Yeah, well, yeah, we got the review from the same guy, Jay yeah. Doherty. So we we'll gotta, see. We'll yeah. see how that plays out. And then, interestingly, I got. Uh, I didn't know that Danny Davis, the heel referee, wrote yeah. a book. But apparently, it's it said it was geared towards high school readers, so it might be. <laughs> Well, but I want to see what I can get from it because it sure. might have you know elements of his it's story. Choose your own adventure. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> or it's like the cover it looks like one of those Sweet Valley High covers where it's like the girls in the hallway at the school and then like Danny Davis in his striped wrestling gear in there, right? Danny Davis makes the save or something like that. Why is Danny Davis in a girls' high school? Why wouldn't he be? He's like the uh, coach of the uh, the track team or something. Sure. Yeah. What him. other books could you put them in? Like the Boxcar Children? I never read the Boxcar Children. Well, a bunch of kids living in the abandoned boxcar. Get a job. I remember the uh, TV movie The Orphan Train in the late 70s. What's that? Uh, that was um, t- 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 to solve overpopulation in the crowded cities in the east. They would crowd children onto a train and drive them take the railroad out into the hinterlands and basically offer indentured servitude so that they could have a better life than living in the city. Sounds like Salo, Pasolini's Salo. Yes, that's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> I just thought it did. I don't erotic, know. Erotic, snot-eating sequence. Have you seen Salo? No, I have not. Have you I've, heard, I've about, heard about it? Yeah. Again, one of these movies I've read about but never seen. Kyle, have you ever seen Salo? No. Okay. Really? I'm kind of surprised by that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually surprised myself. Are you are you familiar with it though? Yeah, I'm just always uh, thing that's always stuck with me is they make the kids eat the feces, the poop. Yep. And the one old guy keeps going, manja, manja. That's my favorite part of that movie. All right. Yeah. So. Uh, just get colder in here. Yeah, it really did. <laughs> um, movie wise, and then we'll get, we're gonna bail on this. But um, you had mentioned grunt. Yes. Were there any other wrestling movies along those lines that cuz well, Grunt didn't really have any did it have famous people in it? Yeah, Grunt did, but they were all but Grunt was filmed in that really dark like 70s porno lighting. Sure, yes. Like that's the level of production, but there was Grunt, Body Slam, Body Slams and Bad Guys, which starred a Baldwin. Really? I yes. don't remember Bad Guys. Oh yeah, that even had a a really crappy um a really crappy theme song. Really? Yeah. And I think Slaughter was in that as a, uh, like a cameo. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I just remember Body Slam. Like, that was probably the one. Yeah, there was a spate of those. But Body Slam, that was, didn't we already talk about this? Uh, maybe a little bit. Yeah, but... okay. But with Captain Lou Albano became Captain Lou Morano. Yeah, it's like, just, like, just what, barely really? off. Come on. Right. Like, don't insult us. Yeah. That's just <laughs> like uh, Rip in, uh, Rip em in, uh, no holds barred. Yeah, I didn't really consider that much of a wrestling movie. No? Well, I mean, yes, it was, but you weren't going to learn anything watching it. Right. These highlight video ones are are great to me, though. I really like it. And they always center around like some kind of like George Thorogood style music. Uh, yeah, because they did the they did that on the uh, that Lords of the Ring deal. Yes, and the hand jive. I was going to say, and uh, it's funny how. The Hand Jive by George Thorogood, that video, showed up on a bunch of Night Flight episodes as well. Like where they say, here's George Thorogood doing Hand Jive with the help of some wrestlers. Yes, and I remember And then they would show that. That, that footage from Lords of the Ring. Um, all right, Derek, uh, you're a bit rock and roll. I'm a little bit country. Uh, love the Osmonds. Uh, this was a fun watch along. Again, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to, lady and gentlemen... If you want to watch this, uh, again, look up Rock and Roll Wrestling 1987, and it should come up for you. It's a quick watch. I mean, you saw you were part of it with us. So. Yeah, and if you have more time, look up the Osmond Holiday Specials, because when you get past the cheesiness of the Osmonds, they are spot on as entertainers. I believe it. Incredible. Well, you're an incredible entertainer, Derek. Thanks, Jay. Uh, listen, ladies and gentlemen, again, I say it. But I just basically mean gentlemen, I'm sure. Uh, Thank you for all the support. Again, it's great hearing from a lot of new fans. Make sure you share. Make sure you uh, rate uh, the podcast. uh, Let people know that it's out there. And uh, we will luckily keep bringing them to you as long as Derek stays happy. Right, Derek? Yep. 
going up to episode 75. Now. All right. So, yeah, so we've, we, Kyle's excited about that. He just had a big smile on his face. So, for young Kyle, for Derek St. Holmes Esquire, I'm your co-host, Jay Gilkay. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs>